Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Bud Pod 187. 187 Brazilian Socialist Heaven. <laughs> Congratulations. To the new president of Brazil, Lula, Lula, Lula Oblongata, Lula. What? What's his full name? Luis. Is that his surname? Luis. Oblongata. No, I no, it isn't. That Medula Oblongata. That's what I'm thinking of. That's oh. part of the brain. Isn't it? Oh, oh, I uh, His see. name is Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva. Oh wow! It was close. I just looked at the results. Yeah, super close. 15, 50.9% to Lula, 49.1% to Jair Bolsonaro. Them's Brexit numbers, baby. It's tighter than Brexit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And he's already but, uh, this disappointed is, me. <laughs> but this is how enormous Brazil is. Um, his Lula's share of the vote is 50.9% to 49.1%. And he got 2 million more votes. That's crazy. It's too big. It's so That's big. Massive. I was just seeing like yeah, Lula's Lula's vote 60 million. Fuck, Brazil is big. Jesus. His share of the vote is like basically the population of the UK and he barely scraped half. That's nuts. Also, I've just seen like invalid slash null votes is like another 6 million. Yeah. Yeah, is that six yeah. million people who just can't tick a box? Or is that six million people just scrawling the word "cunt" across the the paper, saying "fuck you"? I think it's spoiling. Yeah, it's most. I think it's mostly spoiled ballots, isn't it? It's got to be. It's got to be because, especially in the UK, they're pretty. They're pretty open to accepting votes, right? Like if you circle it, they'll be like, uh, "Fine." If you put like a line through the box. It'd, and also, like, candidates can argue, at least in sort of local elections. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are local, yeah. Can, like, representatives from parties here in the UK, they can, they can argue contested ballots, so they can say, look, the line is actually closer to our box, so they're probably saying they're voting for us. And, like, and representatives from, like, the Labour Party, Conservative Party can argue to yes, whoever's adjudicating, which I, which I think is really fun. Yeah, and I think is 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 correct and and amusing. It's very reality show. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Do you want to know the spicy, um, the sort of not even spicy, just the Lula tweet I was going to do, and then was decided I was too exhausted to bother engaging with reality. Ooh, a Bud Pod exclusive. Yes, <laughs> what was it? I do it all the time. I try and do a tweet. I go like, oh, I should tweet about this, and then I just go, why? And then I don't tweet. Um, so <laughs> so this is this is the time when you understand my life. This is when you have my brain. Yeah, but why would I tweet this? Yeah, but that's I'm just talking about like just like some opinion or something. Whereas if it's like trying to sell tickets for I don't know Phil, my Soho show, January the thirtieth to February the fourth, I'll tweet about yeah. that old day long. Um, okay, right. So if it's a, an opinion, you you 
You hold your horses. Not even deliberate. It's just exhausting. You just go, well, why am I feeding? It's like it's like throwing a drop of piss into the ocean, you know, into the opinion machine. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What anyway. Was, what was it? Yeah. So, um, basically, Lula is one of those guys who's, like, far left enough that he thinks Ukraine is kind of NATO's fault. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing why I, I've stayed my own enthusiasm. But, yeah, go on. It basically, this, it, I was going to quote tweet a quote that, like, quote... <laughs> so a tweet that was quoting something Lula said about Ukraine, basically blaming NATO. And I was going to yeah. quote, quote tweet it and be like, finally, a left-wing firebrand to help us fight fascism in Europe. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And um, I, 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 I couldn't allow myself to be too enthusiastic because um, <clears throat> of how happy... Uh, the Corbin nutters here are about it. So that should always be cause for some concern. Um, <laughs> like, like if um, if you saw a really cheerful uh, Dracula. <laughs> yeah, like mm, why? What have you done? What's happened? <laughs> What's happened? Who have you killed? What's I like the idea of yeah, seeing Dracula going <laughs> blah blah blah, like having a great day, and you go, what have you done? <laughs> wait, 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 what's happened? What have you done? You're, 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 he's walking down the, like the cobbled street of a Transylvanian village and you're leaning out one of the sort of upper windows, like the wooden door flaps, you know? Yeah, yeah. What are you, like down into the street? What are you, what are you done? <laughs> what are you done? But I mean, <clears throat> but you have to consider, you know, Lula was up against a man who... A, co- was, a COVID <clears throat> obsessed... COVID denier climate change denier oh yeah and and brazil has what the largest land-based carbon sink in the world in the amazon for amazon get, jungle or whatever so get that hippie in charge of that forest yeah, yeah. basically <clears throat> yeah. fair enough if you're gonna have to have a slightly nutty nutcase or just a slightly fruity fruity brain man it's gonna have to be the guy who cares about the woods if it's brazil that's the rule that's my view on it. But yeah, um, yeah, Bolsonaro just, l- he loved getting COVID. He had it like five times. Yeah, this is like the running joke about him, right? That he's like, mm. he can now return to his real passion <laughs> of being in hospital with COVID. <laughs> he's, he, he's leaving politics to spend more time with COVID, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it, you know, it's part of a positive general trend of the dulling of you know um populism yeah um, well i mean but then you know far-right populism lula is still a kind of populism it, it's, yeah. it's, it was just this election was one populism against another but fortunately the the lesser evil of the two populisms won in general yeah. i'm <clears throat> i'm always a little if 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 like they show videos of the guy giving a speech and there are people like crying in it in the crowd, yeah. I'm always a bit like, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> if they're like crying with passion and like they moved so much by this guy, it's like, hmm, this seems, hmm, there's something a bit. They seem to like this personality a lot. It's almost like it's a cult of a. Of his personality. <laughs> now, hold on, slow hmm. down, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Can you have a personality-led cult? Is there a phrase for this? 
Um, but the only poli- like the only political movement I trust is when the guy or all gal on the podium making a speech and the people in the crowd are at most yawning. Then I'm like, okay, this yeah. person is probably the right one for the job. I, I, I my favorite one is um, the person is making the speech, the politician, and people's reaction is, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly okay uh, fine yeah fine you're right, you're yes right. i suppose you're right um but or, like, i will accept you can't jail a dream you can't imprison <laughs> an idea and people are crying i'm like oh fuck no i don't i'm i don't love this i'm not 100 percent on board with this <laughs> the cr- the crying i will accept is um the closer it is to your first election as a country, the more tears you're allowed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. There's, there's cool. like a ratio. So if you already had like a hundred elections and then there's crying, then I'm much more worried than if it's election number two. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I other... also make an I also make an exception for um, <clears throat> Obama. I was about to say the yeah. I, the I, the exception I make for Obama is the crying that is like watching a speech in a rapt way and then every now and then sort of wiping your eye discreetly yes 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 exactly yeah that's a good one um i've been thinking about obama quite a lot but not literally because my partner has been blasting the new taylor swift songs phil oh yeah does she sing about obama no so so (laughs) so in terms of like you know this People who listen to this podcast will know that I like to sing meaningless songs. But have you seen the? Have you seen around the place the lyrics? Um, um, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Whatever it is, here I am. What's it called? Fuck's sake. Well, no, Pierre, because I'm I'm single, so I uh, I don't hear yeah. any Taylor Swift at all. <laughs> it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Right, that's the phrase from the lyrics. It's like a trend on TikTok. It's people sort of going, "Oh, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me." But also, the problem right. can refer to, "Oh, I'm, I'm the one trying to pay in loose change." He he he. You know. Right, 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 right. But I've been That's walking fun. around the yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun, fun meme. It's a fun meme. I've been walking around the flat singing, uh, um, "It's me, hi, um, I'm Obama. It's me." <laughs> in a sort of bad approximation of his voice and his incredibly stilted intonation. <laughs> How does the tune go for this? For this, um, it's me. These lyrics. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. I can't do it. I can't sing. <laughs> I, have to, I can't do it. I'm going to give up immediately in the middle of that. <laughs> Can we legally play that little snippet? Um, no, surely not. Swift will be right up our asses. Our asses. Oh, she'll she'll own this this um this album as well, right? Because she had to re-record all her albums, to, her all her previous albums to own them. Because she does to, f- <clears throat> to free herself, to free herself from her curse. Yes, yes. Yeah, the the, the thing about uh, not having a girlfriend, Pierre, is you just hear a lot less pop. You don't notice yeah, it man. until people start talking about the new Lana Del Rey or whatever, and you go. Oh yeah, I'm single, so I would never hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been exposed to so much more pop and R and B, Phil. Yeah, so much more aware of popular music. Yep. Um, ladies which, love little good. rhythm and blues. <laughs> Why do ladies love the rhythm and blues so much? <laughs> 
You ask a lady what she likes, she say, I like a little rhythm, but I need that blue note. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and if you, you mean, just try and play blues, they'll say, where's the rhythm? <laughs> <laughs> Every, girls be like, I woke up this morning. <laughs> they love That's that a good rhythm point, and they love that blues. That's a good point. Are they, f- are they female blues artists? Or are they always rhythm and blues? That's true. Because you get true. some, you get some artists no, I, like, but they they tend to be sort of pitched more as almost like sort of. I don't think of it as blues. I think of it as like sad jazz singing. Maybe that's a kind of weird sexism. No, I think you're about right. So you think of, so I think of someone like um, Julie London. You know, now oh, you think you love me. Want a Billy Holiday? Billy Holiday, yeah, yeah, but again, those are more like it's the jazz. standards. Yeah, I guess you could use kind of bluesy. I think the the main reason is just like if you're, as this as this <coughs> podcast is very thoroughly covered, to be a blues musician, you need quite a sort of gross name, and I think yes. it's not as a, a lady is never going to be like you know if if you're a blues singer, you're a guy you're called like Lead Belly or Mudmouth, but if if you're a lady, you know. Yeah. What were they gonna call a lady like? I found some, Phil. I found some. Yeah. I've I've googled it. I've done the Google. Oh, blues, lady blues singers. Yeah, a lot of them are like jazz. What we would think of as mainly jazz singers. So Billie Holiday's on there and stuff. But like in terms of good blues names, Memphis Minnie. Memphis Minnie, that's good. That's good. Uh, Big Mama Thornton, that's good. That's good stuff. Big Mama have Thornton. A, I've had a Big Mama Thornton. Can't have yeah. a Big Mama if you're a guy. Um, yeah. So, so they. So right. So the female blues singers. Their names go down the sort of home, homely. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, Sippy Wallace. Yeah, that must be Mississippi, right? So theirs is mainly ge- ge- geographic. Their names, it seems. The lady yeah. blues singers. Or about if you're a mama and how big a mama you are. <laughs> huh? Uh-huh. Do you ever get like little mama Sarah? The little seem to be more on the hip hop side of music, don't they? Yeah, That's mumble mum, mumble rap. Mumble rap. People with fucking eye tattoos. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. So hip hop has the littles, blues has the bigs. Hip-hop if you're big, you do blues, littles. if you're little, you do hip hop. <laughs> Boy, you're too little for the blues. <laughs> Um, okay that's interesting though I'd never quite realized before how much if you ever see a lady sort of singing a sad slow song that if it was a guy it would be blues you go ah jazz mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <gasps> hmm get a um, but yes. rhythm and blues with just a little rock and roll on the side just girls love that song Get a shot of rhythm and blues. (laughs) They love it. And I've been listening to Taylor Swift's lyrics are very, um, they're quite dramatically emo. Right, yeah. They've become more emo as she's gotten older, right? Mm. Which is normally, I don't know if that's normally the direction, but um, I'm interested to, um, I'm interested to see it. I'm interested to see someone, isn't she like our age? Taylor Swift? Yeah. I think she's slightly younger. Taylor She's 32, Swift. baby. Really? Yeah, man. I'm exactly as old as Ms. Taylor Swift. Yes, you are. She's 
end of December 89. She's older than me. Yeah. By a month. You show your elders some respect. Wow, Grandma Swift. What the hell? Other names. Nils Schierberg. Why is her name Nils Schierberg? What? What? Why would that be another name? On the run. (laughs) On the run in Norway. (laughs) I'm on the run. That must be why she did that whole album about um, Scandinavian murder. Other oh, names. it's like a pseudonym. Yeah, Nils Sherberg. Why does she it's have a, a Why does she have the pseudonym Nils Sherberg? All the songs she wrote is Nils Sherberg. What a weird pseudonym to to choose. What a kooky gal. I wrote under the name Nils Sherberg because those are the two most popular names of Swedish males. Ah. I wrote this song called This Is What You Came For that Rihanna ended up singing and nobody knew for a while. You kooky bitch. (laughs) But why? Why be a sneaky fake? That's strange. Do you think maybe that it has to be fake because if she writes something that's too different from being um, all swifty, then everyone goes, all all the people with cigars and braces are like, ah, you're ruining your reputation here, kid. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just about, like, brand control. Brand control brand to Major control Tom. Brand control to Major Tom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, do do guys have... So, uh, you know, ladies... I kind of envy ladies because, you know... They get to wear pretty uh, wigs. Tell, they get to wear pretty wigs and go to tea parties. And... <laughs> <laughs> And they wear lovely summer dresses. Um, yes. But also because there's such a sort of sense of occasion when a Taylor Swift album comes out or a Lana Del Rey album comes out. It becomes this sort of shared cultural <laughs> experience among women yes. of, of our generation and, 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 and younger. But is there an equivalent for men? James so, Bond? We don't even care that much about when James Bond. Is there it's, a music it's when, there's a, it's when there's a new Call of Duty out. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, maybe is is it, is it yeah is it just fucking FIFA every year? Yeah, yeah. You're right though about the Taylor Swift thing because like I get the same feeling from seeing all the every every like almost basically every woman on my Twitter timeline tweeting Taylor Swift lyrics without context and like how yeah. what a fucking massive deal it is. I get the same feeling yeah. when I when I read that it's like Diwali or like Hanukkah. <laughs> It's like a, it's yeah. like a whole separate religious system where this is the biggest deal ever. I get the same feeling where I feel like I'm going to click like an article called "The World in Pictures" and it's like all around the world people celebrate <laughs> Taylor Swift Day. <laughs> Taylor Swift Day, and like picture pictures of people dressed in big robes doing a parade through an Italian square. You know, yeah. Where you go, wow, yeah, wow. We should we should try and like visit. Being- Instead of being covered by, like, tomatoes, it's just lots of, like, Taylor Swift CDs just throwing at each other. Yeah, you burn a big effigy labeled Neil Sherberg. <laughs> but do men have a kind of regular shared cultural moment like this? Sports? I think... I guess football, but f- I, even that yeah. is not so much anymore. It doesn't capture... It doesn't seem to capture as wide a pool of men as Taylor Swift does women. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're 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 disconnected from the from if if if, 
if if mainstream British masculinity was like a the glowing avatar tree, our our head cords are not plugged in, are they? Yeah, yeah. Because we don't like uh, the football. Um, oh, you and I specifically aren't plugged in. You mean? Yeah. Right. Right. I think if but we I mean, like football, we'd be like, oh, World Cup for sure. There's like this surprising statistic of of you know it's actually very sm- it's actually a surprisingly small proportion of the country that actually is interested in football, but the the cultural hold it has over the country is um, outweighs how popular it actually is. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't think we're actually we're not actually that rare, you and I, among men. Do you know? Oh, we're not rare, but like we're just not in power. Um, <laughs> do you know what it is for you and me? It's mm. um, it's like a, <laughs> for people like you and me, it's it's the new Adam Curtis, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. The kind of WhatsApp groups we're in, Adam Curtis drops a new absolute stunner. Oh, the latest um, big old documentary. Yeah, or the or, uh, the latest. No, who is Audio Louis Theroux again? John Ronson, the latest, the yeah. la- latest John Ronson podcast series, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Ronson, uh, um, <laughs> John Ronson, Adam Curtis, um, Call of Duty, FIFA, um, Bond film, kind of. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think, what else is do men like? Like uh, a superhero film or like action. Yeah, but even like that Marvel now is just like it's as much gals as guys at this point are into it. Much to the fury of the involuntary celibates. (laughs) 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 What's the most incelly hobby you can imagine? That if some guy was like, "I like this," and you go, "Oh, oh," I mean. It has to be anime related for me. Oh, anime yeah. is. I think anime is the most. If it's an, okay, an anime where all the main characters are girls, to be really <laughs> into that anime is like Sailor Moon or something. That is the most incelly thing I can imagine. Yeah. Or mm, what is it about anime? What is it, Phil? Um, I suppose it, it portrays a sort of idealized, cute, cutesy version of uh, femininity. Yeah. A sort of rather sort of uh, placid image of femininity. It pushes um, it into the realms of the unreal. It is also a Western aesthetic, but sort of a Western aesthetic of uh, femininity, but but projected onto an East Asian uh sort of pliability right that's yeah. why like incelly guys like east asia because there's the image of east asian women being a more um traditional in that sense right and so yeah anime is a combination of both like a western the western aesthetic that they're surrounded by but pasted onto the east asian um demure woman that they fantasize about so it's yeah it's a combination of their deepest desires and big laser guns and big and big swords big <laughs> big swords big swords for the man who likes to collect um oh speaking of animes i went to 
Does this count as an anime? Probably doesn't. Studio Ghibli an anime? Did uh, I say? Did yeah. I say that I went to? See, I went to see Totoro live. The My Neighbor Totoro. No, I don't Barbican. think you said this. Oh, it's so good. You have to go. I won't spoil it, but it's magical. I have to say. Is it like live, it's live, so like puppets and costumes? Yeah, live, live, live. She, that's impressive. How the hell do they pull that off? Well, you'll have to go and find. They're, they're, they're still busy. I don't understand how they did it. They're still like there's one scene. Really? Like, how did they do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that is there's impressive. Also a, a member of the cast who was at, at university with us, which I did not <gasps> realize. Beg pardon. And then she came on stage and was like, "Oh, wait a second. Ah, yeah, pretty cool." Who was that? Uh, Can you say uh, their name? Well, yeah, she's in the cast. Her name's Army Army Jones. Oh, I didn't know she was in that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. She's oh, very that, good in it. That's fucking sick. Okay, I should. Oh, I should try and go see that. Have I have I done anything cultural lately? Um, yeah, Pierre. Hmm. Why didn't you do something cultural for once? You fucking asshole. <laughs> I, I don't think I have. I think we went to Acosta yesterday together. Pretty we did. We sat in a Costa. That's pretty cultural to keep an eye on how Costa's how Costa's doing. Um, uh, all those chain coffee I, shops have have really declined in, in in estimation, haven't they? They're just they're sort of psychologically now they're so crap. They are crap. I feel like Costa's always been a bit. Bleh. You know, it's the oldest. Costa's the first one to ever be in the UK. Boo, that's uh, interesting. They're kind of yeah. Now that you say that, that sort of makes sense to me with its bizarre but like, scheme. But this sums up Costa. I went in a meet up with you yesterday, and I went to the the counter to order my coffee, and I said, "Can you uh, can I get a long black?" And he went, um, "Is an americano okay? We don't do long black." And it's just like, "Come on, mate! Your whole <laughs> the ho- <laughs> this shop's whole thing is coffee, and you can't figure out coffee with an americano with less water. You can't do that." <laughs> the whole point of your of this business, and I'm, I'm not having a go at this guy. It's like I'm having a go at Costa, right? The whole point of your business is that you sell coffee, and long blacks and flat whites have been around for what twelve years at this point, and you haven't sat sat someone down at the board meeting to go, oh yeah, let's 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 say you can have an americano with less water. It's like fucking hell, man. I mean, I understand if you're a cinema, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And you're like, oh, we, we don't really do... You can have an Americano. We're like, yeah, fine. Americano and popcorn, whatever. I'm living the dream. I can't complain. But you go yeah. to a coffee shop. You should have the type variations of coffee I haven't heard of. But this yeah. is... This is, I guess this proves your point. We are now all, especially in London, we're all so far down the coffee rabbit hole. Yeah, man. That to go to a cafe that can't do a long black. Uh, it's akin to being sent to war, Pierre. <laughs> I'm always amazed at Costa Coffee and Cafe Nero and and even and Starbucks to and am I missing one? Um, Pret. Mm, Pret's different because yeah, Pret is different and it knows so it's different. Costa Coffee, Cafe Nero, Starbucks. I'm amazed that these like enormous corporations have got this like fucking French patisserie cupboard of 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 delights. Each drier and crumblier than the last. And cold, cold as the day is long. 
<laughs> it's like they've tried to make it cold. It's like you turn up first thing in the morning and it's already cold. It's like, wow, did you prepare, prepare this to be cold from last... Has this been chilling overnight? <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a good white wine, this fucking dry scone. <laughs> and again, it'd be fine if you were like, if you if this was a theater or a museum where yeah. the refreshments are an afterthought, but it is the whole purpose of the business is to sell these things. Yeah. The whole point is to sell them. And it's like this, this random slice of whatever type of cake you've pretended to be able to sell me now tastes like you found it. <laughs> it these yeah the, the food here looks like someone forgot about the food and just ran to the shops just now yeah and it wasn't a mainstream shop it was like one of those shops no. where actually the main thing they sell is jelly beans and cigarettes but for some reason <laughs> there's loads of fucking weird cakes with turkish labeling in the back and like s- s- lots and lots of different types of heinz ketchup there's like more different types of ketchup <laughs> Than in the big supermarkets. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It is exactly Ch- Chipotle Heinz ketchup. I didn't even know they made these. Yeah, and and like the Z in Heinz has got a cross through the Z, and you're like, is that what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, as, like I you say, it's amazing that they they just go, we sell coffee and cake, and you sort of want to go, no. <laughs> well, yeah. I walked into a cafe in the London Bridge station the other day um, and I, I ordered the coffee and I handed them my Cafe Nero loyalty card. And he and he went, he just looked at it and looked at me with a shocked face and said, this is a Costas. And nobody <laughs> said, um, that's Cafe Nero. And then, and then I said, oh, where am I? I think I said, where am I? And, <laughs> and he went, <laughs> yeah, and he went, this is a Costas. And I had to make an effort not to go, fuck, because <laughs> I'd already ordered my coffee. <laughs> That's, that story is, is such a great illustration of your immediate like money regret on a tiny level, tiny scale. <laughs> like in, in you reaching for your Costa Coffee or Cafe Nero loyalty card, I can easily imagine you letting a random 10 pound note blow past. <laughs> <laughs> well it's not yeah well that's not my 10 pounds beer that 10 pounds is not owed to me what is yes. owed to me is a little stamp <laughs> on my little card okay that is owed to me yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh, uh, do you know what else is owed to you phil yeah some correspondence what? my friend Yes, pay this debt. Pay this debt to me. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Ring, ring. Letters, emails, emails, emails phone Correspondence. All right, let's see. <clears throat> Let me find it so I can read it. Correspondence in my eyes. 
Is that new Taylor Swift as well? Yeah. It's a classic. It's it's a Neil Sherberg classic. I will say this about Taylor Swift's albums. I think her covers are extremely ugly. Is this part of the culture? Ooh, because she is like a little pretty doll woman, it is cooler to be ugly on the cover. Is that true? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Let me have a look at the album. I quite like 1989. That's quite a good album cover. It's a Polaroid. Yeah. But the others are ugly. Reputation is such an ugly cover. Reputation? Yeah. Um, I need to... And then her um, original cover, which is just called Taylor Swift, where she really does look like a little doll woman. Is, yeah. Um, I mean, it looks like the cover of a magazine your sister subscribed to when you were 14. <laughs> <laughs> where it's called something like po- Ponies and Fringes. Or, yeah, or like, t- you know, Tiger Babe or, you know, um, Teen Beat or something like this. <laughs> Teen Beat, yes. I mean, that's what that's I did with my funny. teenage years. <laughs> Teen Beat. Yeah, yeah, Teen yeah. Beat. Teen Beat. <laughs> T and Beat. I this beat it a, as a teen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, I'm trying to determine... If we've read this before. Um, Okay, so. Frank gets in touch. Frank! Um, What's that stank? It's Frank's (laughs) correspondence. That's good. Um... I don't think we've read this. Uh, So, excuse me. Frank says, Dear, fill me up and Pierre at the mess. Oh, I like Pierre at the mess. I like it. Yeah. Um, This is a story that has been graciously and prestigiously passed on by my girlfriend's anus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, By passed on, does does, does Frank mean that the, his girlfriend's anus politely turned it down. I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm all right. Thanks, Frank. Like, like turning Frank down a the... turning down a roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not really for me. This correspondence, thank Frank. I, I, her, her bum hole said, "I couldn't do it justice." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what he means is that Frank was asleep next to his girlfriend, and while she was asleep, his anus quickly went. I have a story to tell. <laughs> Gather round. I have a tale for you. Come, while she slumbers. <laughs> <laughs> you would betray your master? I would. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frank says, I'm a founding father, and she has become well used to me listening to your tales of civil shites. It's not a long story but one that nonetheless should not be wiped from the database. Very good. Mm. On a day when she was set to return to her home after visiting her family home in Hampshire, she was accosted by the obstacle of her father occupying the only bathroom in their house. Oh, dear. Mm. 
Having neither the time nor the sphincter control to hop from foot to foot or clench, mm. she made the executive decision to pass her rusty water into a plastic bag. Rust- I hate rusty water. That makes me sick. <laughs> into a plastic bag. Mm. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, Great musician, though, Rusty Water. Rusty Water, yes, of course. Ba ba da ba no. Woke up this morning. Shad in a bag. A bloopy doo A niche moment to address in one's family home, yes. Having to leave immediately, the decision was made to load up her motor vehicle with a plastic bag containing her dirty leaving. Oof. The fear of her parents discovering it in a bin amongst the Waitrose labels being out of the question. <laughs> Very true. Oh, man. It was disposed of at a service station on the A27, and if anything, she's the best person to drive around with a bag of shit in the car since Prince Andrew gave his girlfriend a driving lesson in the Pizza Express car park. Burp. His girlfriend in a driving lesson? I don't understand. That's a joke about Prince Andrew being a bag of diarrhea. Oh, fair enough. Yes. Keep on gently molesting yourself, Frankie. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Thank you, Frankie. Thanks. That's quite bold. Thanks, Frankie. Thanks, thank you, It was Frankie. like she was kidnapping. <clears throat> it's like she was kidnapping a bag of shit. Yeah, disposing of a body in a, a service <laughs> station. Do you think she threw the bag in a bin or, like, emptied the contents into a toilet in a service station? Ooh. That's... Oh, that's tough. Well, what would you, you gotta, do? You've got to go bag in a bin, don't you? Bag in a bin... Yeah, yeah. I just feel like it should be it should be sent it should be set free where it belongs into the into the sewage system. But but but, but then Phil, you're holding a a still stained but empty plastic bag. Yeah, and then that's just going in the bin anyway, isn't it? You're right. And there's you're and right. There's no sp- in the bin it goes. Th- but also, the bag has no spout. <laughs> I'm a little bag, short and stout. <laughs> no, it does. Here are my handles. Here is my spout. You could sort of try and fashion a spout through the momentum of the diarrhea leaving the bag, but well, you can you can fold you can with any bag you can fold it to create a sort of spout, right? Uh, but a I'm little... picturing I'm picturing a, a, a an off license bag, to be honest. Ah, oh, yes, it's too soft, isn't it? It's not going to mm. hold the shape. No, you're it's quite just right. Yeah, too soft, Phil. Into the bin it goes. You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. Um, when <laughs> thank you. <laughs> when you're right, you're right is a very funny thing to um. The bags too soft for the diarrhea to be poured. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> um, so we've been sent a little screenshot from. Amy. Amy, don't blame me for loving your correspondence. Mm. Um, she just says, uh, I came across a Daily Mail headline today that sounds exactly like you two made it up. Um, see attached. So it is, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a screenshot of a story about Phil, our alma mater. Oh, Cambridge University. L'Université du Cambridge. Um, it uh, the headline is woke Cambridge University loveys. <laughs> yes, yeah, good start. 
Any any article or person that uses the word lovies is I'm, fucking yeah. mental. It's unhinged. Yep. Yeah. Some unreasonable shit is about to get printed. It's 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 a more subtle version of someone beginning a speech with the time of democracy is over. <laughs> it's it's the verbal equivalent of a political party that comes with a uniform. <laughs> lovies. These lovies and you go, what do you mean one actor? <laughs> Do you think the Daily Mail had like a massive editors meeting where they were like, okay, do, are we going to are we going to aggressively call these kids lovies because they're still students and we hate them too. So <laughs> um what, what, what do these more? what do these lovies do? Woke Cambridge University lovies warns audiences so they've got the grammar wrong there. Um yeah yeah, yeah they have warns audiences that pantomime of Rapunzel by Cambridge Footlights contains kidnap scenes and homophobia, sexism, drugs, and alcohol abuse. Hmm. Well, we did the... Pan- we. Well, I, I, I wrote one of the pantomimes while we were at university. Yeah. Is it the, the Footlights pantomime they're talking about? Yes, it's a, it's a, screen, it's a photo of the ADC theatre, yeah. So it's, it's entirely a student production that the national newspaper is talking about. Very pathetic. Here we go. What Cambridge Lovies warns... Oh, yeah. How have they missed that grammatical mistake? What Cambridge Lo- University Lovies warns audience terrible. Really embarrassing. Like, these people aren't stupid. The people who write the Daily Mail, they aren't stupid. No, well, they went they're clever to in a this... very sinister way, generally. They went They went to Cambridge, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're all generally quite... They, they all read The Guardian, but they write for the Daily Mail. Daily Mail. Uh, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it doesn't seem. I mean, it, it is embarrassing for a grown-up newspaper to be reporting on the show, the so the, the experiments of student, you know, the social experiments mm. of students. It's yes, also it odd. can be a bit silly and a bit un- unreasonable from time to time, but they, everyone, we were. You, you're learning, ain't you? You're figuring shit out. What I find strange is like, it feels like the this kind of news, especially the Mail Online, it's the the reason it's being made into news is to give angry old people something to talk about, and that's it. Yeah, and it seems harmless, kind of, because they go, "Oh, it's just you know, you know, it's just an article," and you go, "Yeah," but it's like the drip, drip, drip of this every day turns someone's like nice old dad. From nice old dad who goes a bit, oh, you you young people into like a frothing maniac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the it's like a Japanese drip torture, you know. Each drip on the forehead just caves in your skull. That 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 <laughs> micrometer. And you and you go, oh, it's just a drip of water. Each yeah, sure. Each individual drop of water is just a drop of water, but it's the it's the drip feed of it. It's the constant dripping. The, the drip, constant drip. crap. Stop the dripping! Something I'd shout in from my bed at night. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't actually. Yeah, I can't imagine a worse, um, a worse torture for you. <laughs> that yeah, your your intolerance of tiny sounds at nighttime is well known. Well, that's um, yeah, another another brilliant piece of journalism by the Mail Online. Another thing for I don't know. 
a retired person to angrily chat to another retired person about in a regional Costa coffee. Not to be <laughs> snobby, but that's where I encountered these subjects out in the wild. So are these are these like content warnings that the ADC yeah. has put out? Right, right, right. Yeah, which is in itself. Look, I don't disagree that it's silly. I just don't understand why I'm, I'm reading it in a national newspaper. <laughs> yeah, same. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like kids play with blocks at school. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? why, why? <laughs> and you want to sort of go, and the kids were, they were, Pu- they were Putin's kids? Is that why? Yeah, yeah, it's it's embar- it's embarrassing. The, the defense that. of this stuff always seems to be, um, well, not all the news can be important or necessary, and it's like, well, yeah, it should be. So just cancel all the other news. <laughs> don't do it then. Yeah, just make, make newspapers shorter. Yeah, don't be like, well, we've released a million albums this year, and they're all terrible, but at least we have them. It's like, no, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. Just just release seven of, good ones. I've started to think of putting stuff online, Pierre. To, to defend my, my my position that you sometimes make fun of. Yes. I, I see the internet not as like an infinite space, but <laughs> as a gallery. And as a, in the gallery, you can put up a piece of art or you can drop litter on the floor. When you post something that is of no value, you're, it's litter. You're littering. You're putting litter in the, on the internet. You're littering the internet. <laughs> and I don't litter. I am... Um... I find your perception of the internet as a limited space, like a desk. Very funny. <laughs> the only, but, but the it desk is, is kind of. Busy. It, it's not an infinite space because we only have so much attention. And I mean, you know, you, you, I, I'm very much of the persuasion that living a creative life and having working creatively is as much about what you don't make as what you do make. And that's true. But you're it's as you're, much about what you. Mm. You're you're talking about just like doing a promotional tweet about your own ticket sales as if it's like, but you cannot hang a brown canvas in this room. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm I'm not. I, I try to be, you know, um, measured about it, moderate about it, um, only when it is necessary. I I, I like the the idea though of. Um, you being really considerate towards Twitter's... Uh, we haven't even talked about Elon Musk buying Twitter. He actually did it, the crazy fucker. He did it. This is some... Okay, this is a, a light, spicy take to as, as a taster of what you can enjoy in our Patreon episodes yeah. if you sign up to our Patreon. I don't see what the big deal is. I People going, oh, this place has turned into a hellscape now. It's like, I've not noticed any difference on Twitter at all except people tweeting about Elon Musk more. I don't what what is the, what's what's going to happen? I don't understand. I think that the worry is that they'll he'll let Donald Trump back on basically seems to be the headline. Mm. Yeah, I, that's that seems to be. And like and um you the, But people like are talking about like something's already happened and nothing's happened. Yeah. But he's fired the entire board. He's going full Napoleon. It's interesting. Mm. But yes, ultimately, um, I hope whatever he does kills it because I wish it was dead and I wish it didn't I, exist. Maybe that's yeah. Maybe that's why I'm I'm quite philosophical about it because deep down <clears> I hope he destroys Twitter. I hope he ends. Forever. Yeah, I've been amazed by the number of tweets from people who are like, "Oh, please tell me where the next place is that'll be like this." And it's like the next shit-filled fuckfire. <laughs> yeah, 
It's like a guy fleeing from the Bastille into a smaller prison. <laughs> and going, ah, God, lovely. Yeah. Well, if you want um, more spiciness, do subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus mm. episodes, which now come out now, yes. um, which now come out on, on the Friday. And as ever, yeah. check out me and Pierre's, my and Pierre's live dates. Yes. Pierre at yes, Zoho Theatre, me on tour in the spring. I'm in New York in December 3rd, if you're around. Um, other than that, we'll see you next week, or if you're a Patreon, on Friday. See you then. Bye. Bye.